We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. It's the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Monday. Listen, a little bit late on taping this week. We had, what, conference calls? Toby, we had uh, radio shows to do, so we're taping a little late on a Monday, but uh, how was the weekend for the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, to actually get out a little bit and about the community? How did it feel? I feel like I participated in the closest thing to a sporting event that I have since uh, (laughs) mid-February, and our family went to the zoo on Saturday. Oh, nice. Um, you know, we didn't, it, it, we got to see tire tigers and lions and bears and uh, stuff. So that was good. We got a little, uh, exercise in a little cardio walking around the zoo, got some fresh air. It was wonderful. And then of course, uh, mother's day on Sunday was, uh, great. And, uh, so it's good. It was a really good weekend. How about you? Good. It was good. I watched. I ended up getting to watch a lot of TV, did a lot of yard work, believe it or not, a lot of preparation uh, for hopefully getting part of my yard back. So, yeah, it was fun, man. It was a good weekend. And and as you mentioned, we still practice everything the CDC recommends. We keep our social distance. But, you know, these last two weekends, we've started to slowly but surely start to see that light at the end of the tunnel, at least here in Oklahoma now. As I know, there's a handful of you that download the podcast all across the country from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. So, you know, much different, I think, timetables there. But I don't know, Toby, I feel like this is how I start every single Monday podcast with you. But I feel like that light is brighter and shining brighter at the end of the tunnel to get back to sports. Uh, Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I would really like baseball or the NBA or something to, you know, kind of have a firm plan. And I don't feel like we're there yet. I feel like we've been close now for two or three weeks. And I thought when we turned the calendar to May 1st, we would start to see that some of that come about. And we're still kind of waiting. I know there's a proposal that's supposed to go to Major League Baseball this week. And uh, NBA still uh, saying they're going to wait till June. And so I, I think so. <laughs> I, you know, the, I, we can't be farther away, right? We've got to be closer. So it would be really nice to see something get out there and get going and just let us all know, okay, it's going to be okay. Agreed. Agreed. So with that in mind, what has come to typify our Monday podcast? You had a chance to sit down with Joe Castiglione on your local radio show in Norman, Sports Talk 1400, 99.3 FM. You can listen to Toby from 6 to 9 a.m. Central Time every single day. But, uh, again, you know, just the kind of guy from a leadership perspective, Toby, that every time he talks about this and the vision and going forward, it just instills confidence in you that, hey, this is we got this. We're going to be okay with Josie leading the way. Yeah, I do. Uh, I feel like uh, every time we have a conversation, I feel better about things just because I know he's in charge and he doesn't uh, rush into any decisions without them being well thought out. Um, I think what we just talked about, I sensed a little bit from him on Friday and in this conversation you're going to hear, which is we need some leaders to kind of get some plans out there you know not that they can't change but let's go let's uh let's start to let's start to lay the foundation for how this is going to work you know going forward what what day are we shooting for how's the work rollout going to happen once it does you know this isn't necessarily uh joe talking but just from my perspective the ncaa is a little different or a lot different than the professional sports because there isn't especially with college football there isn't a commissioner and there's a lot of different way more than 30 or 32 teams involved and i know mark Emmerich is the head of the ncaa but for college football you know it's much more ran by the college football playoff and the committee and the and the conferences and the commissioners of those conferences and the presidents the ad's and, and, and Emmert and the NCAA certainly has some say-so in the guidelines, but there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen in college football. And I think that's made it and going to make it tougher for everybody here to kind of get on the same page as far as how we're going to progress. And it might happen hodgepodge. You know, it might be that the Big 12 does one thing and the SEC does another and and the Pac-12 does another, and eventually they hope they end up near the same point. But um, it's going to be really fascinating to see how this goes forward in a world in which we still don't have a, a vaccine. And, you know, there's a lot of worried people out there, including athletes. You know, I, I think we're all excited to see baseball and the NBA play again, but, I mean, you hear some – Major League Baseball and NBA players that have real reservations. And 
got to agree to whatever is proposed. And it's going to be the same at the college level. The, the athletes are going to have to be willing to participate for whatever it is laid out there. And so this is a, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be, it's going to take a, a lot of people coming together, a lot of smart people coming together. And I still say more than anything, it's going to take a, a medical breakthrough on the treating the symptoms part, mm-hmm. as well as getting testing to the point where everybody feels like, you know, they can get them whatever they need them. And until we get to that point, you know, I think it's going to be slow going. So hopefully we're getting closer to that at least. And, and confidence in that vaccine too. I mean, I, I think uh, our partner, Teddy Lehman has brought that up as well too. You know, he, Will we see people racing out to to get this right away? So it's going to be a fascinating case study over the next, gosh, who knows, Toby, six months to one year. But Josie's coming up here in just a bit, and as, again, has been the norm for our Monday podcast, it is a can't-miss listen. But real quick, before we get there, Toby, and before I let you run, OU Arkansas should happen in every sport, in my opinion, but I am dig- <laughs> I am digging this series with the Arkansas Razorbacks at the exact midway point uh, between Norman and Fayetteville, the universe or the the city of Tulsa, the BOK Center. That's that's going to be a really fun event for the next couple of years to see the Sooners and the Hogs go at it. Man, I'm with you. I I love it. You know, uh, OU and Arkansas uh, played this year in baseball. And we're about to play again in baseball when uh, when the season was brought to a halt. And that's uh, a series that, that, that is going to go forward, I think, every year. I think those two baseball teams have, uh, I don't know if it's been announced or if there's an agreement that's been reached, but certainly there is an intention that those two teams are going to play each other at least once, if not twice a year, which is wonderful. Those are two fantastic baseball programs uh i wholeheartedly agree with you in basketball this is great uh two quality teams that are going to help each other from an rpi perspective the travel is easy for both teams fan bases are uh passionate and you know as big if not bigger is playing a game in tulsa every year um i I, when we played up there a couple of years ago against usc it might have been my favorite game on the, you know, non-conference schedule that year. Uh, there's so many OU fans in Tulsa who were excited about the opportunity to see the Sooners up close. They were given a good game. You know, USC is a good team that came in, and they turned out, and it was a fantastic atmosphere. So I think this will be great. You got a, a lot of Arkansas fans that will come over, a lot of Sooner fans, a lot of Arkansas fans that live in Tulsa too, as you know. And it'll be a it'll be a, a good crowd, fun atmosphere, and I'm with you. I wish they play in, you know, geographically. It makes too much sense for those schools not to get together more often than they do. You know, I can't help but allow myself every now and then to wonder what if. But T. Raw, I was thinking about a what if for this podcast without COVID nineteen, we'd be sitting here talking about the first home series for the Oklahoma Sooner baseball team against one of their former coaches. And we'd be sitting here on a Monday talking about the selection show from the night before for softball. So uh, don't do this to me. I, I, I'm trying not to do this to myself, 
but it does it does get me excited about the future too because you know, okay you don't you don't forget what those emotions are like during times like this and you know for these players especially I mean those who are coming back I mean this has got to just amp them up to another level for enjoying and making the most of every opportunity at least you would hope. What did the brackets say? Did the, are the uh, are the softballers the top eight seeds? <laughs> We were right on the cusp of it. It was going to be tight, I think, heading down the home stretch. But, yeah, to next year, to next May 10th, 2021. And hopefully we'll be doing a podcast the next day, breaking it down. All right. Hey, Toby, have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear with Josie, and we'll talk to you next week. See you, Mike. Love talking to that guy. Toby Rowland, voice of the Sooners. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented in part by AT&T, America's Best Network. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. And it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order, available in any of their 11 mouthwatering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, without any further ado, T-Row times two. With Joe Castiglione. Lots of things I want to ask you about today, but I want to start with giving you a chance to brag on your people. Uh, you've talked a lot when you've been with us about all the modeling you're doing and uh, uh, adjusting, and uh, you know, you've got practices and you've got schedules and you've got potential schedule shifts and OU Texas and all that kind of stuff. Um, who, who in your office, tell us about your team a little bit and, and who all deserves a pat on the back for uh, – for all they're doing in these days. That's a long list. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I could name everybody, but uh, I think the internal folks who have been dealing with all the business modeling to uh, our operations people who quite candidly, Toby, haven't really taken any time away from the office. Uh, they, They have jobs that, that uh, need to be done virtually daily. Uh, we've obviously alternated and protected everybody, followed all medical protocols. But when we hit, uh, or when this virus hit, people were sheltering at home. There's still a lot of things that go on in stadiums and fields and other kind of buildings that we have. We just couldn't walk away from them. So they've been actually working. All the operations, grounds people, appreciate them. All of our digital media, our communication folks, uh, Sooner Vision, all of those folks have been working tirelessly. And you know that firsthand because you've been involved in several types of virtual programs we've been putting on, especially uh, to communicate with fans. But we had to fill a lot of time that originally was uh, scheduled for live events. And uh, we've been able to really pull out the classics, if you will, and uh, see some footage we haven't seen in a long, long time. We appreciate all those folks. And uh, really just uh, you could go right across the, the uh, board. I want to give credit to our coaches, uh, both our head coaches and our assistant coaches and all their staffs, because uh, they've been quite innovative with using technology, first and foremost, which is our number one priority, by the way, to communicate with our current student-athletes, all of our teams, and working through this from the shock of a, an abrupt ending to seasons for some sports and 
some being in the middle of uh, beginning of their season or practices and off season, you know, all these things were just way, way, way out of the range of people and uh, comfort zone, but they uh, found a way to make the best of it. And uh, you've probably been hearing about how creative they've been around the recruiting front using uh, the technology to have virtual visits. And that's been quite, quite fun to see and participate in. So really, there's no one I would want to leave out and appreciate all the people on campus who have worked with this as well. Been a couple of topics that have come up this week that I think are intriguing, especially uh, as it relates to college football. Uh, one of them is, would the sport go forward if everyone can't go forward? We saw, uh, we heard James Franklin, I believe, this week come out and, and say that if we could play but somebody else couldn't, we should go ahead and play. I think you've seen the SEC commissioner say something in that regard. Uh, what's your opinion or where do you stand on that? Let's say all the Big 12 schools couldn't play. Their state wasn't, maybe West Virginia wasn't set to reopen. Or nationally, 10 or 12 schools weren't ready to play yet. What do you foresee happening in that situation? Okay, here we go, Toby. You're pulling me into the predictive zone, not the preparation zone. That's true. <laughs> I've tried that's to, true. That's, I've tried to stay out of that. I, I, uh, I think that's uh, fraught with all kind of problems, including as soon as we hang up, things could change. But uh, uh, it's it's theoretically possible, obviously, with the differences that we're seeing from state to state. Certainly not anywhere close to desirable or really what we're planning on right now. But if you want to play the what-if game, and I certainly understand there's a lot of reasons and ways you could do that during an unprecedented time like it is now, but uh, we're trying to figure out what that might mean uh, because there are so many variations to it. You talked about season's not all starting on time or some starting at different times, but what happens when there's a disruption in the middle of a season? Now, what does that mean? What does that mean for a team that might have had uh, one or more players test positive for a virus? Uh, what happens when the opponent decides they don't want to play because uh, the other team had a member or a group of people that tested positive for the virus. I mean, these are, you know, in a way, you know, legitimate possibilities, uh, but we're focusing on, you know, the, the things that we control and uh, try to, you know, talk through those options if we were to face them. Here's another that might fall into that same category. I don't know. Um, the idea that maybe there was some interpretation as to what students on campus meant. You know, there's been this feeling all along. I think the uh, the commissioners told the vice president that students needed to be on, on campus for college football to happen. Bob Bullsby said this week, going to class in an online sense is satisfactory. There's room for that to happen. Uh, ACC Commissioner John Swafford uh, said, given the circumstances, you may have varying situations of what an open campus means. Um is that open to interpretation? I think I've always thought all along we're going to have to be back to the point where the University of Oklahoma campus at Norman is open and there's students everywhere and all that kind of stuff before college football is going to be played. 
are you seeing in your conversations with other athletic directors and commissioners that maybe there's a, a shift in that thinking a little bit? You know, that's, uh, that's exactly another example of how <laughs> things can change and why it's so uh, mind-numbing, as we've used that phrase a few times on this uh, time we've spent together, because you could find yourself shifting back and forth. And it, it really remains to be seen what campuses uh, do in terms of the medical protocols or requirements that they have in place to attend class uh, in person. And so, you know, we're talking through what that means. You know, it, it's hard to imagine, you know, that, uh, you know, the campus would be completely shut down and we would have uh, – business as usual in athletics. Uh, you know, there's a lot of digging you'd have to go into that. That doesn't mean it couldn't happen. And I think that's what you're seeing. People are, they made statements that were pretty hard line on one hand, and then people started putting models out there that created a little bit of change in perception or perspective. And so they think, well, maybe there's, there are, there are a few options where that could happen. And that probably centers around what what uh, athletic programs can do to protect you know student athletes. But keep in mind, you know, we're still not at a stage where we're saying anything different uh, than trying to start our season on time, try to play a 12-game season. Doesn't mean we aren't thinking about all the alternatives and trying to model what those might look like. We're still trying to coalesce around a uniform approach to uh, getting our student-athletes back on campus, which I continually say that's the first step. And right now they are not on campus. They're not in any kind of uh, supervised workout or practice. And so until we get that piece worked out, you know, the, the season, whatever model it might look like, uh, really can't be discussed with any certainty. And there are some of us that are pushing hard to try to get some decisions made uh, about a return to practice. And uh, we, we have you know, differing views or people say, just wait a little longer, wait and see how things work out. Um, well, how long are we going to wait? That's the question. Uh, and the other question that's most important is, are we really ready to have the student athletes back on campus? Really? You know, I know people are pushing for a June 1 or a start date soon after that. But if we talk to a lot of the people that are trying to think through the same thing, they can't guarantee they have answers to the basic questions around medical protocols. They can come up with certain ideas and try to take some uh, you know, precautions that appear to be safe and protective. But they don't have all of the answers, such as, you know, the uh, guaranteed access to the testing and other medical protocols that would follow. And then that's also keeping in mind that, you know, in some places, the cases are continuing to climb. And so are, you know, some of the serious level of cases. So, you know, there's just so much going on. I am so tired of telling people I don't know. It depends. We'll have to wait and see. 
but everybody that's in the shoes that we walked are having to say the same thing. It's frustrating for the people who are trying to make the decisions, and I'm certainly sure that it's frustrating for those who have to listen to us uh, just talk about the possibilities and not any certainty. But once again, that's the world we're in still at this point in time. Last question, we'll let you go, and you can keep this brief, because uh, do you feel like we're any closer than, you know, three weeks ago or so? Do you feel like there's some – we're here in Major League Baseball dropping a plan this week, and the NBA is reopening, you know, some of them that can this Friday, and the NFL's releasing a schedule. Korea's playing baseball again. There are some things happening out there. Uh, but as it pertains to college athletics, are, are we spinning our wheels here, or do you feel like that you have some optimism that we're getting closer to maybe we can start having practices and stuff? Getting closer, sure. Uh, if you said, are we ready to start today? No, absolutely not. Uh, we obviously have a uh, an agreement amongst all the uh, conferences that we wouldn't have student-athletes on campus and through the rest of this month, so we obviously aren't having to face that question. But uh, I talk to people all the time, and there's still a, a great deal of uh, uncertainty and uh, you know, a great deal of concern uh, that we are, are going to be able to protect our uh, student-athletes in, a, in the best way possible. i not the medical expert, but I don't know that we – would ever have a situation where we could guarantee no one would contract the virus. Uh, you know, we've been hearing from the medical experts that it's going to be around for a while. You know, we're going to have a decline. And then, you know, the, the scientists tell us, you know, that as we get into the typical flu season, the chances of a spike could exist. All of this could be helped, not erased, but helped as soon as we have a therapeutic type solution. Realizing vaccinations are still down the road, uh, that's a, another element. Um, easier testing is being discussed more broadly now, Toby, but it's not yet available. Uh, I don't know if you've watched those tests taking place mm-hmm. uh, or if you've had one, but they're not pleasant and they take a while. <laughs> and if you have to do those really often. And by the way, I think we... We owe a very huge debt of gratitude to all of our hospital workers, our frontline workers. There are some of them that have to have that test every two to three days. At least that's what I've heard. And it's, it's not comfortable. Um, so, you know, until we get those kind of things available to us, Toby, you know, there's, you know, there's just going to be very small baby steps, but I guess if you want to, Count that as a little closer, then, yeah, we're a little closer. The goal is every Monday to to hear from Josie here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, and if not, Joe Castiglione, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to the the Kenny Mossmans and the Greg Tiptons of the world, depending on what their schedules look like. So bottom line is just every week I feel like we're learning something more about the communication, the plan, the process, and where we are going forward. So thanks to – Hero and the Sooner Athletic Director, Joe Castiglione. Hey, we remind you that flexible payment schedules are available for Sooner Club members in 2020. Visit your online account manager or call 
325-8000 to be part of the team today. We know we'll soon experience Sooner Magic again together as one. Sooner Sports Podcast presented in part by Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store, Farm Fresh for over 50 years. Norman Regional offers virtual care so you can consult with the doc on your smartphone. Learn more at normanvirtualcare.com or download the app today. And the OU Extended Campus, degrees online, on-site, on your schedule, become the tradition. You know, I, I know we got a chance to talk about it a little bit on Friday, but so cool to see OU and Arkansas playing each other again. The date of that game, December 12th, 2020, that's December 12th, 2020, uh, the second Game in that series, December 11th of 2021. Ticket information forthcoming, but Oklahoma and Arkansas, 125 miles from Norman to Tulsa, 116 miles from Arkansas to Tulsa. Perfect midway point. That's going to be a fun series. Cannot wait for it. And while we're handing out kudos, man, congratulations to the OU women's basketball team. I thought this was really cool. The Sooners were selected the 2020 Play for K National Division I BCS winner, according to the KYOW Cancer Fund Foundation. Um, the 12 members of the Oklahoma women's basketball team independently gave $2,500 to the KYOW Cancer Fund over the course of the season. Each player voluntarily contributed to the team's gift, and the players presented their own donations prior to the February 16th play for K game. So very uh, in, incredible acknowledgement and what a foundation, the K Yao Cancer Fund. The play for K is the largest fundraiser and events are hosted in all 50 states. Just uh, really cool to see student athletes giving back in the community. And that's something that the women's basketball team has consistently done. Right, let's take a look at what's on tap for the Sooner Sports Podcast before we wrap up on this Monday. It's brought to you by Walden Cleaners, open for business and offering free pickup and delivery for all your household, bundle wash, and garment care needs. Register online or the website or download the customer app in the App Store. Simply search Walden Cleaners. All right, busy week on the Sooner Sports Podcast because on Wednesday, Jess and Mag are back. Uh, I think we're talking a little women's soccer. Well, soccer on Jess and Meg's podcast, which will drop on Wednesday. On Thursday night, relive one of the craziest games in Oklahoma Sooner football history. It's OU versus West Virginia from the 2018 season, that Thanksgiving weekend trip to Morgantown. It's a classic. You won't want to miss it. And then on Saturday, this is cool, we'll take you back to 2000. Oklahoma, Kansas State during the regular season in Manhattan, part of Red October. That's going to be fun. And then on Friday's podcast, by the way, we'll sandwich in a conversation with our man Gabe Eichert. That's what's on tap presented by Walden Cleaners. Well, that'll do it for a Monday. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for downloading. And until Wednesday's edition with Justin Meg of the Sooner Sports Podcast, stay safe, stay healthy, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.